Abraham Lincoln once said that if you're a racist, I will attack you with the North. And those are the principles that I carry with me in the workplace. And we're back in this orifice with another episode from season one of The Office. This one being the second episode of season one of The Office, Diversity Day, which first aired on March 29th, 2005, written by B.J. Novak. So Ryan the Temp wrote this one. And it was also directed by Ken Quapis, like the pilot episode. So, Rachel, didn't do it for the pilot. I'm doing it here. No, because the pilot kind of it's just spoke kind of to itself. Yeah. yeah. You just get an introduction of everything. <gasps> but when it comes to Diversity Day, what happens in Diversity Day? Well, it, there's a Diversity Day at the office where they talk about diversity. <laughs> And it is in the guise of it being for everyone. Say that again? It's in the guise? Is that not Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Is that weird? It's in the guise that it's for everyone. Diversity. The diversity day. Like, whole thing. Like, they have this event. They have this event called diversity at the office. Yes. And and it's in the guise that it's for literally everyone, but it's actually... For one person in particular. Yes. Okay, yes. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. (laughs) So they actually have somebody come in and discuss diversity and how to include everybody Mm -hmm. and not be racist. And (laughs) that's pretty much what happens. Well, and and diversity can be more than just... Well, racist, gendered, ageist, you know, all of those things. Obviously when, so for those that have, for folks at home that have not worked in an office or maybe don't have a lot of experience in an office, I think diversity training is a fairly common thing. Even if it's not something like this, where like somebody comes in, I feel like it's like virtual seminar or a test or something. You like to watch a video. Or a pledge like they do. Yeah, so you have to watch a video and then sign a pledge. Yeah. And because I always think of diversity as not even necessarily just diversity in the protected groups, which, of course, that's why companies would do of course. diversity training, because they're trying to make sure that they're covering their asses. Yeah, in a sense. But they also <laughs> it's also good because it is it's a good thing. Of course, it's a good thing in both the socio and protected class mm-hmm. Thoughts of diversity, but also just diversity in thought and diversity in background, and diversity in all. Oh yeah, sorts of stuff. it's great to have different perspective and diversity. Yeah. it's great. It is. It's it's a catalyst for being able to drive good things happening. Mm-hmm. So I totally get like a company like doing something like that. The, to your point, though, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. there's there's a, there's a specific <laughs> reason why the Scranton office needs to take diversity training, which we'll get into. Right couple notes about that I learned from the commentary about this episode. The computers for the rest of season one are real computers. They were supposed to stay there the whole day, like the back, if you were in the background even mm-hmm. of the shots, we were supposed to stay the whole day so that it looked filled if, it, if stuff went long. That makes sense. So that's why you will catch the cameras catching them playing solitaire a lot. I love that. But it also feels like something. something. Yeah. We hear in the commentary, Rain Wilson requests that Michael Schur, which is one of the show writers, should be a character on the show. And he gets his wish at some point during the uh, series. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of uh, different little references and things like that, that that I'll try to remember to point out as we go through. But this is, this is a jam packed 
episode when it comes to The Office, when it comes to like references and stuff. This one was replayed a lot in the dorm room and in my apartment. I could imagine. College, just because of a lot of like the quick beats that it has. Mm-hmm. This episode begins with Michael saying it is Diversity Day, and there's someone setting up something in the conference room for it. Dwight is shredding paper at his desk while Jim yes. is on the phone. So obnoxious. Very rudely. Very rude. And it's not because this is a, a very open office. Yes. It's not my favorite kind of office, by the way. No, I like a, a slightly covered. Like not a full on like You don't like you don't like the big the big I don't beams? like the big ones. That's claustrophobic. But uh, like at least like some privacy. like semi something. Something. Yeah. They've actually shown that it's less productive and workers really hate the open office. I hate it. I would hate it. There's a gen- I think it's a generational gap thing. I think it'll always be like an influx generational gap thing cuz like the people that are in charge of companies now mm-hmm. are those is that generation that lives to work. Oh yeah, so, that's like, true. So like they just think everybody should love talking, love working like, and being they, in that yeah. environment. So like when remote work, mm, best thing ever. Absolutely. Ugh. But if, if, <laughs> if Gen X, if Gen X or the millennials or whoever like eventually takes over, they're gonna it'll be completely different because mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, no, fuck this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Let's figure out what how productivity yeah. and like people feel comfortable and actually productive. And then work. I, I actually think that when Gen Z takes over, we'll be retired hopefully by then. But when Gen Z takes over, it'll flip. Because I bet Gen, I think Gen Z works a lot more like the boomers than they would ever actually admit. I bet they do. Because I think they're a lot more like we have to all collaborate. And so, we so have I to think work all, and collaborate, I and back. I think it might. But Gen X and millennials are Gen X is definitely like. Stay the fuck away from yeah, me. Yeah, stay away from me. Let me do my job. are a little bit more in between, but they're going to be a little more, more like, come once a week. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like we, we can talk. Um, here's your, but here's your don't overstay your welcome. Yeah. Here's your, <laughs> uh, it won't be open, open office. It'll be like, like let me have my have space. some space. Let me and it's going to be temp spaces because you're not supposed to be here all the time. Right. <laughs> and then Gen Z will be like, no, we're going back to the open office. Like, like I, I could see I, that. I could kind of see that's, that. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. And it's not like a hit against Gen Z or Gen... Yeah, Gen Z for anybody listening. Yeah, it's, Gen Z, if you're listening, please we're saying please you're subscribe. Hard please subscribe and, you and want spread the work? word of the show. Please, Gen Z, we need we need your support. But we're saying like you want to work, which is the opposite of what other generations are saying. Is it? Yes. Well, our generation's the one that always got the. We always we don't get shit work. on no matter what, and they still shit on I, they us. They still it's shit just, on it's us. It's very like, interesting. There's people that are fucking like forty years old that are. Yes, it's like I'm sorry. But I think that's just like the thing now. It's just like, well, it's easy to blame the millennials. But and I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't even understand why. Jim is on the phone, like we said, and he, he can't hear, so he turns the power off to the shredder. And Dwight is being very methodical with the shredder too. He's doing like one sheet at a time. Oh, it's horrible. So and then shaking it. <laughs> yes. And in response to Jim turning the power off. Oh my God. Horrible. This is horrible. Yes. Dwight hangs up on the On the customer. Yeah. Or client or whatever. I don't know which word it is, but they they hang up on them. Yes. And which is which is terrible. That's why I said like they're really they're real bad antagonistic to each other. And Dwight says he wants to say tit for tat. Yeah, he wants to say tit for tat. But he That is what he goes for. Tit for tit. And Jim goes, that is not the expression. No. <laughs> Dwight goes, well, it should be. 
Jim explains that this client just kind of loves him, and he actually gets kind of like pepped up about it. John Krasinski does. He's like, this is his biggest sale of the year. It actually account- accounts for 25% of his commission, which is probably a lot. Right. And this year, he's pushing recycled paper on them for 1% more. And he, and he says, I know, he's getting cocky, but he's going to try it. Right. He keeps this little, like, mini champagne bottle in his desk, too, to celebrate. Because it's a big sale, you know? Right, it's a big a deal of, for it's him. It's a lot of your salary. Mm-hmm. I get that. I accomplished something recently at work. I do it from time to time. Every once in a while, I accomplish something. I treated myself to a, <laughs> to like a, a dinner out. Oh, look at you. For myself. Look at you. Uh, which for me usually consists of like chilies or something like that. It's not like, an ex- like I'm not going to get a steak. It should be. Maybe one day I'll like amp myself up and I'll be like, I really accomplished something. I should get like a steak. Wow. Yeah. But I, it's usually like, I'm going to get myself that bowl of chili that I really yeah. like makes sense yeah pam is playing solitaire right at her desk and jim is pointing out like where she could she could win it's free cell solitaire which i never really is free cell solitaire the real solitaire because i i always remember not liking free cell as much as like actual solitaire yeah i prefer actual solitaire i never really did free cell yeah honestly i wasn't like a huge fan of free cell but Uh, man those games that came with microsoft it, it, they don't come with them anymore. They don't. I'm kind of surprised. I guess I'm kind of not, but I'm also surprised. Go on the internet and do it. Or yeah, your but give phone. me my little, give me my little lap on the, give on, me the my on the computer. You know, where's love... my pinball? Where's that? Yeah, exactly. How dare you? What I will do now is if I'm like watching videos while bored, I will play like Tetris. Oh yeah, Tetris or is typical. At the same time, mm-hmm. but Solitaire would have been a, a, especially like getting. Oh god, that's so just. Cause... Oh, as Pam points out. Yes. I okay. like to okay. watch them. Yeah. It's great. Oh, that's so satisfying. And then they bounce on the screen and they do all of that. The other thing that she points out, it, uh, Dwight comes over and asks what her win rate is. And she says that it's 76%. And Dwight won't tell because it's obviously like smaller than 76%. But he says that since Jim, is, Jim was helping, that she should have to start over. That's solitary. That's something one person. That's something I remember though is like keeping track of that percentage point and like how many wins I had. I always loved that. Well, I mean, I have to find it. You know, you want to keep it like a higher percentage. Oh yeah, I do that with Sudoku on my phone. It gives you a percentage. Mm. You want to keep that nice and high. Tell everyone what your percentage. Well, I mean, it's just like how fast you are. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it depends. Yeah. I uh, I have the same thing with Tetris. My record is like some. Like six hundred. I don't know. We've had like huge scores with that stuff. Anyway, Michael times it. I love this shot. Is it a power play? He's attempting to make make good with Mr. Brown. Okay. I think. I don't think it's a power play. I think it's more like he's trying to show how. Oh, how good he he is! is. Yeah. Mm. He times this to come out of the door at the same time as the diversity trainer like he walks back in and then he hears the door so he comes out at the same time it's such a it's such a michael thing to do Mm -hmm. and he goes over and immediately starts talking to oscar because oscar uh martinez right Uh, oh i don't even know his last name first name basis That's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not showing that that's not a good thing. He doesn't even think about it. 
it's time for the diversity training. Mm-hmm. And Michael stops Jim from again trying to make a call because he has to yeah. go to the diversity right. training. Right, right. If I was, if I was Jim, I'd probably just be like, "Can you just give me like five minutes? Just give me five minutes. I, I'm, I'm on the I phone need with to, a client. To close this, and I'll come right in. Right. But he goes in to pointed out in the commentary that if you look at the phone on the desk when Jim hangs up, there's like not. It's clearly not attached. Because there's right. no there's nothing's happening. Yeah. yeah. So they fill out these cards when they're in the room, and the guy starts giving out giving his spiel, and Michael keeps interrupting him with fake statistics. Like he's supposed to be talking with him. I mean, Michael does this the entire series oh my God. where he thinks he's supposed to talk to him and he's supposed to be like part of the show. One thing that I I noticed compared to some of the other episodes that in season one is that some people are missing. So I didn't know if right. this was supposed to be indicative of the downsizing because some of them come back in future episodes sure. this is one and then they leave again. But this is like the core group. Like right. you, you see the core of what the office is yeah, made pretty of much. in that room. Mm-hmm. It's, it's them. This is where, <laughs> where Michael says we don't pretend we are colorblind. Yeah, we're color. We it's are, a color-free zone. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, that's that's exactly what we're trying we're to trying avoid. To like we are, his we are diverse. We see the colors. We see colors. We but, see differences. But that's not what makes any of us. Yeah, like everything that Michael says, he goes, is exactly what we're trying not to do <laughs> yes. here. Yes. He suggests that they, <laughs> Michael. Michael suggests. Oh my god. Go ahead. <laughs> he wants everybody to tell a race that they're sexually attracted to yes what <laughs> like that's going to prove anything what is or that proving be anything yeah what does that even mean and, and of course dwight um, <laughs> dwight immediately volunteers and he says <laughs> does, he, does he say white or does he say caucasian no he says white okay he says white caucasian would have been more dwight but yeah whatever. that's fine but he says White and Indian <laughs> with with Kelly, played by Mindy Kaling. Sitting right, sitting next, right to him. next to him. And then she even makes a face like, oh. This, uh, this would be the first we see of Kelly. We didn't see her in the pilot um, that I can remember. She was probably in one of the group shots. It might have been in the group shots. Yeah. But she wasn't ever This vocal. is the first zoom in on her face for yes. sure. I love that they how they do the zoom ins uh, to catch the reaction mm-hmm. too. Of Kelly just being, like, horrified. Yes. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Brown makes him sit down, though. Yes. And he does, he actually does something to appease Michael, which is he asks permission from Michael to run the meeting. And Michael grants him permission. So he actually kind of knows how to deal with someone like Michael well, at I mean, first. Well, I mean, he is kind of that relations person, though. He should know sure, how to do that. That's so true. he kind of goes, look, I have to treat him like a child. <laughs> and he's, yes. he's saying, this is my room. I have to make sure that it's okay for me to be in this room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's how he deals with him. Which, you know what? Fair. It works. <laughs> he had... The the diversity the okay we should point out that the the diversity trainer is played by Larry Wilmore who is a a very veteran TV creator and producer and writer he made the PJs and I think he had something to do with uh, did he have something to do with Bernie Mac show maybe he's well he's known. big yeah yeah and 
they brought him in, uh, according to the commentary, they brought him in to do just the table read because they hadn't cast the part yet. So they were oh, like, that's Larry, funny. Can, you, can you play Can you just do this, this for part? us real quick? And they were like, he was so good at, like, he, he captured the essence of what they he were trying like, to get. He was like, this is what so we wanted. Like, just have him do it. Which he does very well. Yes. He plays this very real world. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he had all of them write down an incident on a card sure. that they found offensive. And everyone wrote down the same incident, which was the Chris Rock routine. Yes. Before they do that, though, Dwight says that... Does Dwight say this? I think he says this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very weird. He says, can we steer away from gay people as it is not a race and a lot of other races are intolerant of gays? So paradox or something like that i think he does yeah i think it's paradox so like a a funny which is like so weird it's like um, but like but you're right you were saying because i think it was it's they mainly were coming in to talk about race because of this particular because of this particular incident but the diversity stuff it it, of course it would come come back with sexuality and gender and uh, race and ageism and all of that stuff so it's just like him going we're going to steer away from that (laughs) it's like um this kind of a tell right there this is when michael who you thought would have asked who this guy was before but he's like mr and he tells his name which is mr brown and he goes oh first test i will not call you that and he's like well you can call me that because that's, that's my, my name, name. <laughs> so the chris rock routine so he wants to know if, who's who's familiar with what happened here kevin volunteers to be mm-hmm. able to say it and michael's like well i could be the chris rock guy and he's like why don't we have somebody that wasn't involved no, in, the, in the event so, which is funny because that it means he knows he about knows it already what, why he's there he yeah. already knows about it yeah michael laments that chris rock could do this routine and when he oh yeah, this is it, this is his uh, his in his plaint. Yes, is that like, because hmm. he's white, or is that because yeah, is that because he's white? yes? It's more because you shouldn't be telling those kind of jokes at work. Well, it's both though. Like, well, sure. It's kind of like you don't really have the right to make that joke. Come on, and then no, that is very inappropriate for work. What's wrong with you? I like the moment when Michael wants to do it and the office groans. Like, the whole office Mm -hmm. is like, oh, God. Okay. So, for those that don't know this routine, because obviously it's 20 years old now or so. Yeah, it's pretty old. I can't... I don't remember what special it is on the Chris Rock... Like, the Chris Rock's CD or, like, a HBO special or something. Mm -hmm. I know the routine. It is... It's like a... It's a... It's a very popular he can be pretty funny joke yeah. and i mean the way he tells it it's oh, very yeah. funny and, he, mm-hmm. and the, what kevin says is accurate to but he doesn't the purpose say of the joke. with all the vernacular <laughs> that chris rock does right that chris rock is able to do as a comedian and an entertainer as a, as a black comedian <laughs> it's true uh, though it's so, true yes. uh, and kevin was doing it very respectfully he was, and getting he was explaining the that, yes and you understand what the joke is and, you definitely and it, do and it's it, it's a funny joke and then but michael, michael. very funny funnily in my opinion <laughs> i mean it is funny because it's because of, what the, of just the situation is. yes he cannot let kevin say the joke wrong because he wants it to be verbatim yeah so he just gets up and he starts doing a chris rock impression, impression. <laughs> And doesn't. And it's bleeped. And it bleeps him. 
that. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. He's he, he's ruined. He's butchering it. I, I'm. Could you just let me? Every time, every time, black people want to have a good time, some ignorant ass. Oh, up. No, I take care of my kids. Wait, wait, wait. Is always want that's credit for stop, something stop, they're stop supposed stop, to stop do. It. What you want, cookie? So, we, so if you want to know what that is, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, go you can go find the go Chris watch Rock the Chris routine. Rock one. And, and I and I like Mr. Brown's reaction of just like stop it, like he just he yes. gets like because it's the exact opposite of what this is supposed to be. Steve Carell's face too, while Kevin is trying to explain it, of just like like it's like it's like watching. He's like holding back. Yes, yes, and he just he's he a is. child holding back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like when somebody is repeating something mm-hmm. or we that you I, know very well i get this a lot at, at work where someone will explain the plot of like a comic book movie rock or something and it's like i want to help i'm a i'm a i'm a <laughs> i'm a nerd i'm a nerd but i'm also not i'm not socially inept so I yeah you're not gonna do that well actually yeah i'm not gonna well actually this person i might in my head know with a fact and and you Fuckers don't do that to me either when I get my facts wrong. It is it, it makes sense where it's like Sometimes you can like, oh, oh I, I think that was actually this. Like, yeah, it was, which yeah. is no big deal. If it makes sense to do that, or if yeah. they can't remember a fact, mm-hmm. like you can you, you can, can butt in. the fact. But who cares? Yeah, it doesn't We're really not matter. helping anybody here, folks. <laughs> By being the the fact police. Mm-hmm. Well, there should be well, that's just you know. Some I mean, checkers. for some fact things, checkers. fact checkers. Fact checkers. Yes, yeah. that's fact, fact please sounds a little too much. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that 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 just like they, then they like force the facts, that's right. and that's not Mind that's not the, a fact. The Ministry of Truth. And yeah, we, uh, back to nineteen eighty four. I don't know why the office brings out nineteen eighty four. I don't know. It's very interesting. I mean, it kind of it kind of. Fits. But it also is a weird. Yeah. Anyway, so the client is calling Jim. Because the phone, the it's blinking. Right, yes. But he's stuck in this meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to only be an hour-long meeting, but of course, because it's Michael, you can't... You can't get it to happen, right. The great little moment when Michael is done doing the Chris Rock bit, and he... Part of the Chris Rock special is he keeps coming back to like, what, do you want a cookie? Like, that's like the recurring... Oh, okay. Bit. That's why yes. he does that. That made, makes yeah. sense. That, that's and probably, it's so ignorant it to makes, say. It probably makes no sense, but, like, he has to add that in because that's part of the routine, so he, like, has to say it. But that was... I figured most people, if they haven't watched If you, that, if you don't remember like, why it, did he never, say that? But it's so ignorant. It's so ignorant to say that, especially after, like, the guy told him to just completely well, I mean, stop. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but he's really? Michael, you can't not... No, they come back and they. So I mean, anybody that's taken the these kind of courses, you know, there might be some instances where there are acronyms to remember different things, and mm-hmm. they use hero. So be a hero. Act with honesty and empathy and respect and open mindedness. Which is nice. It's nice. <laughs> sure. What? Well, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's very. It might be very corporate, but it's a nice it's very thought. Corporate. It's, it's very a nice corporate. thought. Dwight has a problem of course he with does. this because he doesn't think that this is what makes a hero. And well, Mr. Brown, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, Mr. Brown says, ask Dwight, what does he think a mm-hmm. hero is? I'll let you talk. Well, he describes a superhero. 
in this, which is different than a hero, because he says that they should be supernatural. <laughs> it's part, at least part supernatural. They should kill people. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, part supernatural. Yes. Um, and then they should be born out of childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Avenged. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Brown just goes, I think you're oh, describing a super. I'm glad he did point that out because this is that's exactly what I thought. And I'm like, good. I'm glad he at least goes, that's a superhero. We're talking about heroes. And Dwight, completely stone-faced, just says, we all have a hero in our heart. Which is so weird. And Mr. Brown just, had, just stares at him, can, can not have like... A, a response. He doesn't. Us. He doesn't know what to respond. Yeah, like I no wouldn't know what, what to, to respond. I'd be like, mm. anyways. Michael <laughs> says that hero, and this isn't the super fan cut, is empty. It comes too easy, and he's come up with some terms himself. So he's come up with and had Dwight write it on a board. And had Dwight, Dwight write it down. Inclusion, new attitudes, colorblind. Which so far was like he was like okay okay inclusion new attitudes which was really good to him then he said colorblind which which wasn't supposed to be right expectations okay that that's fine i think it's fine sharing and tolerance sure and tolerance tolerance sure oh wait a minute Uh, did i miss one no that's it uh i n c Yes. Oh, that's incest. Great. Yep, that's um, that spells incest. And Pam points that yeah, out. So Pam points it out. Because she immediately sees the word incest. And, uh, and he goes, nope, that's inappropriate. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Not ideal. Let's not do that. No, no, no. And then... Michael is like, no, 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 this could this could be okay because the state's with a lot of racism. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Rachel, this is true. These are facts. These are just facts, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally I, facts. F- hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go on. Go. I'm sorry. Don't I'm sorry. Fuck your feelings, Rachel. These are facts, okay? Okay? I'm sorry that I have to be this blunt with you, but these are facts, Okay? Okay, go ahead. Tell tell Michael Scott's facts okay. then for me, please. That states with a lot of racism are also the ones with a lot of incest. And if everyone were to interracially date, there would be less incest. So And we're all a family. <laughs> so it would kind of work. <laughs> yes, of course. And uh, and of course I am being satirical when I say well, we all know that yeah. you're being sarcastic. Ryan tries to go into a story where, again, in the super fan edit, where he grew up in Scranton next to this guy that played in the majors before they were in- mm-hmm. integrated. I don't understand. I guess because the, the focus isn't on Michael. Yes. That is, is that why? why? Well, because he's also the intern and he doesn't want him to actually temp. make a good point. I'm sorry. He's also a temp and he doesn't want him to make a good point. Okay. Yeah. He, he's Because he doesn't want to be wrong. Okay. Because for, for some Because reason, he started off with like a really nice story. This is going to be great. Let's, yeah. let's listen to the story. And then he cuts him off and goes, no, he's a temp. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. makes him leave. He's not really part of this office. Yeah. And makes him leave. <laughs> Which I think was supposed to be part of the the acceptance like thing where he's just like, no, no, no. This guy isn't part of like our group. But that's like, yeah. yeah. It's like, of course he is. And, like, he, and he tells him to go make sure that no one's in the handicap spots because he's just making him do like busy work, which like if you're Ryan, I guess it's just like, I'm getting paid, whatever. Yeah. Pam also points out that he could have easily just said insect 
Because it's the exact same letters. And yeah, he's but like, she's like, that wouldn't have made any sense either. But, but it would have been better. <laughs> would have been better. <laughs> I could tell you that. Pam is asked by the documentary crew if she can say good things about Michael. And she goes, yeah, there's good things about Michael. And there's a lot of dead space. Just a heavy pause. <laughs> Brown takes the forms and has them sign them all as a group pledge to, to be heroes. Michael says he can't sign. Which is seriously... And it's because he didn't. It's because it says that he learned something, but he didn't learn anything, so he Great. can't sign it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you refuse to learn anything, Michael. But again, this is this is my, Michael's lack of self awareness. He truly thinks he thinks he he's like doing the a good most, thing. He truly thinks yes, he's the most. I don't like this term because it's been. I don't. I'm not gonna say woke because I. I just. You can't. They, they've bastardized it, it, that term. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you just can't. It, it really should just be progressive. He, he truly thinks he's the most progressive person at the office mm-hmm. and the most inclusive and the most friendly. Right. He doesn't understand that he's the least. <laughs> but he refuses to learn because he doesn't think he has to. Mm hmm. This is when... This is when Brown tells him the truth. So Mr. Brown then comes clean to Michael mm-hmm. and tells him that they're only doing... He's only was supposed to come out to this training. They're only doing this because of Michael. Right. And he, the only signature he needs is Michael's right. for corporate. And he only made everybody else do it so that he wouldn't feel embarrassed. Right. And Michael still doesn't get it. No, he still doesn't get it. <laughs> he still he still just thinks that like I actually think if you look at Steve Carell's face in this, I think he actually does kind of get it, but he doesn't want to admit it. No, of course he doesn't, because he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong. Yeah, ever. Right. So he signs it, which is a very boss thing. Sure. And he gives him a copy of it, and Mr. Brown leaves, but Michael reveals. Being yeah. Michael. That he signed it, Daffy Duck. And he thinks that um, that Brown is going to like flip out when he sees it. Now, Which, I, I mean, I guess if he looked at it, he might look at it. I told you I could when, see him as Brown might look at it, though. Maybe. I told you when I was watching this, I think it's just going to, especially with the way Dunder Mifflin is run. True. It's going to be shoved in a drawer at corporate, if that. And that's They did the their job. That's they the did their job. They stamped the thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe... If something else happens, they can point out that this was your first, you know, thing. Right. That's as much as I think is actually going to happen, though. Yeah. So Jim is trying again, and the guy isn't there. And he's getting a little anxious now. Yeah. (laughs) I remember this was the first time actually, like, rewatching this, that I focused in more on the Jim story. I did, too. As a teenager and in college i always was more look at how dumb michael is and making you know all the diversity jokes more but i like this time i was actually like oh like jim is really kind of in like this is this sucks (laughs) and it's because as an adult i feel for him like oh god like this is like when you have a project he wants to do when you have a project when you have like a client when you have any of that and it's not working out it's stressful so like i completely understood him stood more jim's troubles in this which is is what you're supposed to do yeah 
Michael walks out of his office. Oh, and there's so many groans in this one. He says the pledge, which is why I love this episode. Yeah. He, he rips up the pledge because he goes, like, it, he, he says the thing about, like, I will always, like, be, you know, a good person and, you know, mm-hmm. I, like, something that is so milk toast, like, everyone should strive for. Right. And he just rips the pledge up because he truly believes in his heart that everyone is on his side. And then realizing that... That we don't need a pledge, that we are just good people. Yeah. Like, well, he realizes that they're not. And his, like, he, like, face turns. And he he says, like, I actually believe in that part. But a pledge? Come on. We don't need a pledge. We're going to do it our way. He wants to do it his way. His way. Yeah. Not our way. So he tells them all. He wants his Oprah moment. (laughs) He wants people to to be crying to think about, you know... The wrongs that they've done in their lives when mm-hmm. they have been haven't been sensitive to each other, which again is funny because it's Michael's fault. Michael's literally talking about himself, and he's not doing any of that. So he tells them all to get as much done as they can before lunch, because after he's going to have them all in tears, and that sets up Diversity Day Part Two. Part two. <laughs> they all go in, like, can you imagine having to do this? Just to go along with this, I um, I can't. I mean, I want to say that I wouldn't go along with it, but I feel like you'd be forced to because he's the boss. I guess so. I'm yeah. Right? I can't, I can't imagine working like long time. I would hate this. this I would hate this. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it yeah. So he sets up diversity day part mm-hmm. two, and they all go in the conference room, and as they're walking in, Toby. This is the first time we get Toby. Yes. He tries to make a little joke. Sure. About which today you wouldn't wouldn't be able to say. Well, that. no. You'd but say in 2005, or... you were probably okay, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it was just a term. Yeah, it was just a term. Which like, is... Nowadays, you'd, you'd be more like, you'd say sit You'd just say crisscross. Yeah. But he says, we're not all going to sit in a circle Indian style. Which is exactly what which we're is saying. Which crisscross. It's probably out yeah. of vernacular now. Right. It, which is like sitting in a circle crisscross. Yeah. Which I think is how they say crisscross applesauce. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. That's so, I mean, so he, now. But because he said that. Michael comes out. Because it's Toby. Because it's Toby. <laughs> I think anybody else could have said that. Yes. And, and Michael probably Mike, wouldn't have said anything. Or he would have been like, yes, that's what we're here to yes, do. Yes, exactly. Today. But because, because it was Toby, Toby, he's like, you know what? You can just get the hell out of here and <laughs> which is like um don't you think you should make him stay yeah, because of yeah, that yeah you should have to stay because of that hey we're not all gonna sit in circle indian style are we <laughs> get out no this is not a joke okay it was offensive and lame so double offensive this is an environment of welcoming and you should just get the hell out of here but he kicks Toby out, so it's the first time that Michael kicks Toby out and excludes him from being allowed. He just and hates him. Michael tells them all to sit, and he pops on a tape. And well, you I want do, to talk about a I do, I do love that he, moment. Yeah. I do love the sign. Because oh, it's out of, like, because old it, printer paper? Yeah, like, the old, long printer paper. Yeah. Like, I used to, like, I'll tell you fun little stories. That I used to have, like, the, the reams of that where it was all connected and you could, like, rip off the sides. Mm. And I would draw oh, on so it. Fun. And, like, like you'd draw, like, comics and stuff that would keep going. Because they were just, like, all connected. So you just have this long-ass piece of sure. paper. Yeah. 
he puts yeah, on so now he puts on this video. Go ahead, Kev. Describe this lovely video. Okay, so Michael has taken his lunch hour to film. Uh, he's, he's started his own diversity company, which the in the commentary they talk about how they had to keep coming up with a new name for a diversity company because everything that they could come up with was a real diversity company, which <laughs> just tells you how hokey a lot of these can be. Yeah. So eventually they came up with diversity today, and Michael comes up with diversity tomorrow because today is almost over <laughs> but it's clearly shot by dwight he's yep. trying to be very dramatic and like um, do the zoom ins and stuff and and, and and michael's trying to act like you would in in an old like 1990s uh inf- info infomercial type, type thing and he likes <laughs> poses and stuff yeah he, he put he props his leg up on the on the chair his speech this, this quote <laughs> This farce. it brings back it brings back his favorite his hero it does bring Abraham back his, Lincoln it brings back his hero it spawned a fan site I just it's it's it is the perfect fake Michael Scott Scott thinking that this is somehow insightful where he says Abraham Lincoln once said <laughs> which I don't even know if I don't even think a it's a racist, real quote is it a I don't real even quote? think racist was a term I don't think it was but he says. Abraham Lincoln once said, if you're a racist, I will attack you from the north. (laughs) All right. And that's the kind of thinking that I bring (laughs) to the workplace every day. And then it ends. And then it ends. It just just ends ends on that quote. (laughs) So that apparently created, there's a fan site called Northern Attack that is because of this, which I may want to change your name, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that that was that was because of that quote. Very very random. That's so random. Office fans, I love that it cuts off. It goes to static, and he just goes, comments, questions. Like people are gonna have a thought about the one thing you said. Yes. Jim, of course, being Jim, just goes, was that it? And he's like, well, I only had the hour. So- so he was able to do enough with it. Oh my god. Kevin says it was a little hard to hear, and Michael goes, That might have been because of the cameraman. And <laughs> it goes to they Dwight. shift over to Dwight and he looks so distraught. Yes. Kelly has a meeting. Customer meeting, yeah. So she has to leave. And Michael says, Well, if you leave, we only have two left. So uh, go ahead, go ahead. And then says Namaste. The man is just putting the mouth. He just literally is eating his feet at this point. (laughs) So, Michael. But yeah, yeah, there's only two left, which can you expect? Do you know what that means? Yeah. Figure that out. Anyways. Michael sits in the chair. He's trying to sit cool in the chair. Because he's a cool boss. Say by the bell style. Yes, because he's a cool boss. And we find out that he's part English, Irish, German, and Scottish. So he's a little, uh, little United Nations inside of him. The, the joke being the European, part European. <laughs> and uh, Pam says that in her interview, she was asked by Michael what Beasley was, and he got angry because she knew the joke he was trying to set up. She knew that she was trying to set up like a little. Do you have a little Irish in you? No. Do you want to? 
Mm. Yeah. Like, this was in her interview. It's in your interview. And she says that he got mad and stormed out. In your interview. Why did you stay with the company? If that was a question at my interview, I'd have been out of there. Times can be tough, Rachel. Folks at home, we know that this could be a hard economic time for those of you out there. So we're, you know, we're hoping that the office episodes are bringing some light to your situations because it could be worse. You could work for Michael Gary Scott. That's yeah, that's very that's true. true. That's true. That's actually a very that's true statement. Very true. That's a that's a that's a great statement right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Just I'm, think about I'm, it. Is I'm, Michael Scott? Well, you know, I'm I'm very proud of my. Oh, great good lord. Statement. <laughs> oh, oh, is, I'm sorry. Is, is McMahon your? Boss? Do you want Do you want me to explain myself to you? <laughs> I didn't think I was showing up on this episode, but since you asked, I suppose I will. Oh God. It's not like I almost lost my company for having. A personal affair <laughs> with a paralegal in my office that I own. Excuse me, that's my office. I can, if I want to have sex with all the wrestlers, I will. Oh, oh, uh, please, McMahon. I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> no, in fact, instead of that, I'm going to sell my company. Oh, good lord! <laughs> and I'm going to take it back over. We have diversity day. And for WWE, every day. I actually could see him doing a lot of the Michael Scott things in this episode. He really would. He might be the most talked about CEO on Shelf Life. Yeah, but it it makes sense. He's very very front-facing. He's very front-facing, and he's a character. And he's just a character. We're not doing the real Vince McMahon. We're doing fake Vince McMahon. We're doing character Vince McMahon, which is very... Close to the real. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got on that. Anyway. So anyway, Oscar's parents were Mexican. He was born in the U.S. a year after they came. So he's the American dream, according to Michael. And Michael wants to know if there's a term other than Mexican that he could use that's less offensive. And I'm from Mexico, and it's called Mexican. (laughs) And Oscar says that it's not offensive. And Michael's like, well, in certain connotations. And Oscar, so then Oscar, knowing that he's that he's got Michael, Michael's put his foot in his mouth again. Is like, in what connotations, Michael? And he's like, we, you know. So it just kind of ends. The scene just kind of ends. Jim runs out to try to pick up the phone again, and it's too late again. So he mm-hmm. missed the, the call again. And Ryan's sitting in the background. Ryan's just, just sitting in the background, just, just, just sitting there. Just sitting there. He's not even working at this point. He's just, he, do, he doesn't get to participate. So then we get the most famous part, probably, of the episode, where they all put these cards on their heads, because Michael is asking them to walk around... In somebody else's shoes type of idea. Yeah. But in a horrible way. And he wants... <laughs> in a he horrible wants, way. He wants all of them to... To act racist for <laughs> each other. Be the stereotype. Act like the other person is the stereotype. Yes. And be a racist individual. I, I, I can... This is going to come off bad. I get what he wants. He's trying to, to do. make you walk in another person's yeah, shoes, like you but said, in a yes. horrible way. This is the worst possible thing you could possibly think of. Yes. Do you want to know the list of everyone's cards, Rachel? Yes, I do. I have it up from Please tell me. Here. I would love to hear it. Leave the best for last. Yeah, I'm just going to go down the list. 
Michael was Martin Luther King Jr. Because he has a dream. And he thinks of himself, you know, MLK is one of his heroes. Dwight was Asian. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Dwight, which we'll get to. Stanley was black. Totally coincidence. Which yeah. it was. It was a coincidence. Which was a coincidence, but I mean, it, it was co- he could have corrected it. <laughs> that reveal when they're going down the line and mm-hmm. it says black on Stanley's head is it, did, it does make you laugh. Yeah. Angela got Jamaican. Kevin got Italian, <laughs> which was a, an issue. The Italians were persecuted for oh, a, yeah. a good portion of American history, uh, at least American history. Meredith got Brazilian. Pam got Jewish. Oscar is Eskimo. Creed is Puerto Rican. Phyllis is Haitian. And then... He picked some like interesting and, choices. And Devin got West Nile. Because Michael clearly either ran out of ideas or thinks that West Nile is a race. Because um, it's just a. They reveal in the in the commentary that one of the ones that got cut was that Michael put Sheshwan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So Yeah, that sounds about right too. Yeah. It's probably his favorite meal. So they're doing a lot of walking around and they're doing this and Michael is excited because Pam and Stanley are talking to each other and it is the Holocaust versus slavery. Which he then obviously reveals what's on their so cards. Stanley is like, wait, what is on this? And Stanley me? realizes that he got like and Michael's like, That that was a coincidence. Which the, like we said, it actually was, but it's way, just a funny coincidence. The way that Michael says, like, that that was an accident, but it was just a coincidence. We would always do in college, too. When it was like something would awkwardly happen, we'd be like, that, that was a coincidence. Like, we would try to do right. the, mimic the, the motion. Of course. Jim decides to do something because he realizes what's going on. So he starts planning a prank. And Pam is asked to do it with Dwight, mm-hmm. do the the race thing with Dwight and And she's trying to be, and she's actually being like polite. Well, she says something about like, I like your food. Right. She starts off with the food. Yeah. And Michael, who's who's been like going around the room thinking that he's like doing a great job. But Michael says like, come on, Pam, stir the melting pot, Pam. (laughs) Oh my God. In a really, really funny moment. Pam says that, based on stereotypes that she completely does not believe in, right. that maybe this would mean that you are not a very good driver. And Dwight has an Asian on his head. Right. So that's a stereotype. Which is a stereotype. And he immediately says, <laughs> I'm a woman? So It's not a race! <laughs> but it is, that's but very it is exactly funny. Because it, and of course it reveals Another more stereotype. problems. Yeah. <laughs> It just causes more problems. It does. Which I, I also think that between like this and the sexual harassment episode in season two, like mm-hmm. whenever Michael tries to make something better his way, it just causes more issues like that. Where it's oh, like yeah, it just reveals course. more problems. Right. The I was almost said the theatrical cut. The television cut, in my opinion, is better. Ooh, 
okay? So the super Explain. fan edit does this thing where Jim is like, you're right, Dwight, like you shouldn't have women on your head. And he puts another card on Dwight's head and they do the bit again. And Dwight is trying to figure out who, who, who he is. And he's like, am I a nomad? Am mm-hmm. I this? Am I that? And, and, and Pam keeps saying no. And is like trying and not like to laugh. And like trying is giggling. Yeah. Yes. And then it turns out that I think Angela like chose Dwight that it says Dwight. It's fine. It's a little like, it's a little bit, it's fine. Like it gives you yeah. the, 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 you know, the Jim, the Jim, Pam, Dwight thing. Yeah. Cause he was just trying to stop him. However, I think that the cut immediately from, oh man, am I a woman? To Michael saying that he didn't pick Arab is much faster. And it, it, it gives you that punch of Dwight yeah, saying of him it, saying and, then, it. And, then, and then right to it. No, that Otherwise, makes sense. When, when Jim it has a cools response off a to it, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm glad we have both versions because oh, you yeah, can pick and choose which one you want. But I think that the theatrical cut—I'm just going to call it the theatrical. I think cut. you have to. The theatrical cut is better in that regard. So then Michael does do another great little self-aware, like t- terribly unself-aware thing where he says he didn't pick Arab. Uh, too explosive. Ah, uh, no pen intended. Like he, he <laughs> but just too soon, you know. Because remember, folks, this is 2005. This, yeah, this so happened this is four years after 9/11. So there was probably still a is lot a lot, of, but there was a lot of, of of racism for yeah people of Middle Eastern descent. Exactly. And Muslim that 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 type Islam right. that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Ryan, because he has nothing else to do, and I think also it's supposed to be commentary on diversity and, and race, has downloaded Chappelle's show on his computer. Uh, and is watching Chappelle's show. Ryan asks Jim if he thinks Pam will mind. And he says, no, she likes this show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Ryan says, she's cute, right? Meaning the girl that he's watching. Mm-hmm. But he, but Jim replies. Jim replies, yeah, but she's engaged. So clearly he thought that Ryan was talking about Pam. Pam. Which makes sense in the in the in the audience. Here's the thing, though. I don't think it reveals that much about Jim as we're supposed to think, because like if you're, you can still say somebody's cute, and you wouldn't even say that. And if a co, in my opinion, this is just me saying this, okay. like a coworker were to say something about like another coworker or somebody at the office, or like, oh, you know that cute girl that works in HR or whatever, yeah, like somebody we don't know. I would probably, like, my first, my gut reaction at work is always to just, my anus mm-hmm. per- squeezes up and is like, don't say anything stupid, or don't say anything inappropriate, or, or oh, God, so I hope this person doesn't say something. More, more likely, because I'm usually the prude, is don't, I hope this person doesn't say anything inappropriate. Right, because so you're just like, please don't, My initial I don't reaction would probably be to do exactly what Jim said, which is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just agree with them. Mm-hmm. Like we're saying with everything else office-wise, where it's like, just agree with them and move on. Right. <laughs> so you don't you just want to get it. out of the situation. So I don't think it reveals as much about Jim's feelings for Pam as it as the show might think it does, just because of the dynamics well, of because, that scene. Because he thinks he's, she's cute, but yeah, I think you're right. It's It's kind of one of those things where it's like, he's just going, yeah, yeah, sure, she's cute, but she's engaged, you yeah. know? So it's like... Yeah, because he thought she was talking about Pam. Pam. And then at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, 
but I feel like, sure, he can think she's cute without being like, I have the hots for her. Mm-hmm. So I see what you mean. Angela and Kevin are going back and forth. And Angela is trying to, or, or they're like trying to figure out what they want. And Kevin goes, do you want to get high? And Angela goes, no. And Kevin shifts his eyes back and forth. Ryan Bob got her playing Kevin. Shifts his eyes back and forth and goes, Hey. Hey. You want to go to the beach? Sure. You want to get high? No. I think you do, Mon. Stop. Okay. (laughs) That is such a funny (laughs) delivery. He does it so, like, this is as far as I will go. Yeah, deadpan of, like, I know I'm supposed to do this. And this is as far as I'm going to go. (laughs) Such a great And Michael wants him to go more, and this is when... Yes. (sighs) So Kelly comes back in. And now, remember, Kelly left before this whole gimmick was devised by Michael. Right, so So she has no idea what's what's happening here. So she comes back in, and Michael with a stereotypical Indian accent, begins talking to Kelly. Because he's trying to show them, let me let me show you how it's done. Yes, yes. He's trying to show how it's done. Kelly's not in on it. So he starts... To... He pretty much doesn't a poo. This is not a poo. This is, I mean, you might say like his accent is a poo, but... Well, like because he says the convenience store stuff, and like I feel like yeah, I guess a poo so. is kind of a, a stereotypical character. Yeah, and... in a ways, yeah. Okay, well... Sure, sure, sure. He does, he does a... He does an Indian accent. Yes. Yeah, he poorly. does talk about com- a convenience store. He, he talks about, you know, stereotypical well, Indian. And Michael would only know Indian people from a poo. Oh, yeah. I would wager. Well, be- well uh, the only reason I bring up a poo is because he has the Simpsons character in the office. Yeah. And and like I said, that's his, probably Michael Scott's reference points for an Indian. Right. Yeah. So stereotypes. Yeah. Saying He's saying some made-up gobbledygook that he thinks is an Indian word. Kelly! How are you? I have had the longest meeting. Oh, welcome to my convenience store. Would you like some googie googie? Oh, I have some very delicious googie googie. Only 99 cents plus tax. Try my googie googie. Try my googie googie. Try my googie googie. Try my. All right. All right. Yes. That was great. She gets it. Now she knows what it's like to be a minority. So as you would expect, she slaps him across the face. And he deserves it. Well-deserved slap. Thank you, Kelly. Michael holds back tears because he got slapped in the face and probably doesn't understand why he got slapped in the face. And he goes, now she, now she knows what it's like to be a minority. <laughs> she... she Rachel can't even answer it. It's I, can't. Fine. I don't have anything to say to that. Yeah, one. you're good. So Jim finally gets back to the guy, gets back well, to no. the customer. You gotta. Jim points out the fact that Kelly didn't have a card on her head. Oh yes. So who was she supposed to be, Michael? <laughs> yeah, that's super, that's the super fan edit. I don't think. I think it does. The scene just end. I don't even remember after he says that. It might. I mean, you can tell right that there's it. some. Oh, like Regret. an awkward pause. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. So, like, now he realizes what he did. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And then he goes back to Jim. Gotcha. Okay. So, Jim, Jim gets back to the customer. He learns Dwight stole 
the customer from Jim. Oh, this that's a jackass of a move. Yes. Like you don't like do that. Yeah. In a company. Yeah. Yeah, you really don't. You don't do that. Or at the very least you should share the commission with Jim or something. Yeah, uh, especially when it's commissioned work. Yeah. You don't do that. You're not the contact. Jim is the contact. Yeah. That is wrong. Yeah. Unless Jim kind of said like I can't take it. Here, can like, you why take don't you on take my customer? One? Yeah. So Jim is upset. He puts the bottle of champagne that he got from on Dwight's desk, and he did which I think is also wrong. Well, I, th- I think I it's don't like, think he should do that. I think it's Jim just kind of like in defeat. Like Dwight won't get it, but it's Jim's way of saying like congratulations, you ass. You like stole the. You stole oh, the okay. That part, yeah. No, that makes sense. If you say it in like the sarcastic I, I terms of thanks wonder, for taking my cu- customer, you jackass. Yeah, I kind of do wonder if in a better company or even in this company, if Jim stood up for himself and went to Michael and would have been like, Dwight just stole my, my best client. Customer. Yep, my client. If Michael would be obligated to do something, I don't know. I'm not a- Potentially? I don't know either. Yeah. And I maybe because it's Michael, he might have actually done something. Maybe. Or made them share it. Yeah. May- so maybe... But then, but Jim's not the kind of person to. No, he tattle, wouldn't do that. So no. I don't know. But Dwight is a jackass. Yes, yes. And I feel mean. so bad for Jim. And again, I never really like picked up on any of that before. So dejected, he walks. Jim walks back into the conference room. Michael is just talking, and it feels like he's been talking for a while. The way that everyone's like sitting there exhausted. Mm-hmm. And Michael says he just wanted to do it his way, you know? He just wanted to do it his own way. Which I think is him just like admitting like this Defeat didn't go at this point. This didn't, this didn't happen the way he wanted it to. But he just wanted to do it right. <laughs> In the middle of it. Because <laughs> Michael at some point is like, we probably should have brought in like food or something. And Kevin still has the Italian thing on his head, so he goes, maybe some spaghetti. <laughs> They're like, Kevin, you can take that off your head. Stop it. Stop it. Take it off your head. Spaghetti. Another thing, Pam falls asleep on Jim's stroller. Cause yep. Because she, she's, she's exhausted and, and just exhausted. bored. And... and Michael gets collard greens wrong. Because he says collard greens. Colored and Stanley greens. collects and says collard greens. And, and, I love Stanley. And Michael goes, no. No, no that doesn't sound that right. Because you, right, you don't call them collared people. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a double-pronged thing that I'm just realizing. Because collar, like a, like a slave collar. <gasps> oh, like, I didn't did even think, think about that? that. I think Michael could not have put all that together. In no. I just put it together and I've watched this this show for 20 years. Oh my God, that would be horrible if that's what he means. Oh, good Lord. So he says, okay, you know, it's after five. Thanks, thanks everybody. And everybody leaves. Jim. It's after five. <laughs> yes, that means that they were doing this the entire afternoon. Yes. Jim is sitting there and doesn't want to wake I up I do think Pam. this is inappropriate. That he doesn't wake up Pam? Yes. He eventually wakes up Pam. Yeah, eventually, but he is taking advantage of the situation. It's a little weird. Yes and no. He should wake up Pam, and he does. I think he doesn't know what to do. It could just be awkwardness. No, No, he he, likes it. Yes, he likes it, because... He doesn't want to wake her up. As we find out in the the last sentence... So he wakes her up. Yes. And in the last sentence of the episode is a Jim talking head... Where he tells us, you know, all in all, not a bad day. And of course, he, we we know he's had a bad day, 
But it's only not a bad day because Pam, Pam fell, asleep fell asleep on his shoulder. shoulder. Which, <laughs> being an adult, <laughs> I still feel like, because he even says in other, like the other episode and he or earlier, but she's, you know, engaged. He said earlier, yeah, she's engaged. I, and he let her sleep on the shoulder for a little too long. It just lingered a little too long. Okay. Like, usually it's like, okay, she fell asleep, whatever. And then he says to leave. When he says you're going to leave, you kind of just go, okay, hey, wake up. Okay. You don't wait until literally everybody leaves the room. And you just kind of sit there and let it happen. And then you go, hey, you were lingering. Okay. I mean, I, I understand. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, so it's it's just a little inappropriate considering you know she's engaged and you're still trying. Uh, I don't... Okay. I slightly disagree. I don't... I get it. I understand where you're coming from. I... One is it's nostalgia that I have for Jim and Pam. Well, sure, of course, of course, we all we all love the Jim and Pam. Okay. <laughs> oh look, we all love Jim and Pam, don't we, and, folks? And Pam's in a weird relationship that she shouldn't be in, but but she is in a relationship. I don't think it. I, it's, I think that Jim. There's two ways Jim of looking some, at it. He's just some being that could a be considered Too far for, for the fact that Pam is engaged. I, I don't I don't necessarily go that route though with this one. I don't know why. I just think that look, she fell asleep on his shoulder. They are friends. He does like her. I know. Sure. But I think he was hoping. Mm-hmm. This is me. You know, maybe playing devil's advocate. Maybe this is how I feel. That as people got up and left, mm-hmm. she would have woken up from that. So. Oh, I guess maybe. And then when she doesn't, he's like. What do I do? Because he he's even kind of like shifting his eyes around a little bit. So like then he then he's like, hey. All right, all right. No, I I so I, I, I see your perspective. But I'm I just, also but I I'm also trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate because I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but I also understand that. I just feel like giving it a different perspective of it kind of lingers. Sure. Yeah. No, I get that. I I can see it both ways. And and there's you some and there's way some ways he doesn't respect that she's engaged. Sure. No, I, I get that, And it that shows too. later on, too. I get that, too. I get that, too. But that is the end of the episode. And, and that is the end of the theatrical cut. The end of the super fan edit, you get to see, like, an uncut version of Michael and Dwight trying to film his diversity you tomorrow. You can see why it took an hour. <laughs> yes, because uh, they're, they're all very bad at it. So that is the end of diversity. Rachel, what did you think? Of- I was engaged through the episode. I, I wanted to know what was going to happen with Jim. I wanted to know all the stupid crap that Michael was going to say and how everybody was going to react to it. So it was really interesting in the fact that it was, like, you know, bad crap that he was saying, but at the same time it was entertaining because you just know that he's an idiot. Yeah, it's not... And you know it's bad. It's not like everybody agrees with Michael. Right, yes. It's not played, it's not played as these are good jokes or good comments michael is making these are this is a buffoon because he's making these comments yes and and, and when it's done that way that's the way to poke fun at that at the topic yeah that topic this is a this is this is a classic for me Mm -hmm. because because it it was played you know the the jokes are very funny it's it's a topical humor you can make fun of michael you can you can you can quote them back and forth to each other of just like the stupidity oh yeah sure so yeah i mean for me diversity days are always going to be 
a hot button topic or hot button one or like, like it's, it's you know the hot it's, button that's in, in like just engaging and yeah interesting yeah yeah and fun. for sure it's very it's a very funny episode for me mm-hmm. and I think because of the fact that it just it was rewatched so many times between my roommate and I it was like one of our like go tos because mm-hmm. it was Michael being dumb I like and the word getting, buffoon and for getting him. comeuppance for it, yes which is always a plus for me it's just uh, so good there's a couple so you episodes... want to see him being a buffoon but you want him to get the comeuppance yeah and in a funny way because there's a yes. couple episodes in this where he gets kind of like that he gets comeuppance but it's sad yeah, <laughs> and it's sad. and it's and and those those I tend to not like as much because it's it's too it, maybe it's too raw and I'm just a bleeding heart or something like that but it's just a little too visceral I don't know we'll see I'm I I'm rewatching them now from a different perspective 